world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, you all can see it didn't make it down into my multi-million dollar studio this morning. Uh, in fact, we're running a little bit late here at uh, Coach Dave Live. Michelle and I are, I got old Clay sitting in for us here a second. So, hey, get your communion. We're going to take communion here in a second. So here's what's going on. We were going to get up early, and I'm heading down to Royston, Georgia, to be down there with uh, Pastor Clint later on uh, tonight, tomorrow, th- this weekend. And so we we're going to get a good breakaway, get out of here early. We didn't really get out of here as early as we thought we were going to get out, but I'd already uh, said, hey, Clay, listen, I want to be rolling, and um, I can't probably hold a signal, so Clay's going to be sitting in here for us as we go. And of course, technical difficulties here in uh, good old Coach Dave Live land, and part of the problem is we don't know why what's going on, but sometimes, like when we go show you a video this morning, you'll be able to see it, but Clay can't, and so Clay's going to just try to, he's going to try to be talking about stuff he can't even see on, on the screen, so bear with us a, a, a little bit on that, and again, uh, uh, as soon as we get done here with communion, I'm going to totally kick it over to Clay and let him run it from there. I'll be listening as we get in our car. We head out. I, uh, it'll break up for me. I'll go up and down hills. We're out here in the cornfields of Ohio, folks. <laughs> We're, I'm driving into the Appalachians today. And see, it is Appalachian. It's not Appalachian. It's Appalachians. Driving into the Appalachians today. So I'll be up and down and in and out and, and all that kind of stuff. So so bear with us. And uh, thank God for old um, Joe out there and uh, sunny California, because Joe's going to lead us in communion today. So again, folks, um, I take I take this as a really special time together. You know, the Bible says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And I don't know how we made it something that is only done in church and how it can only be done by a bishop or a priest or a pastor or like somebody like somebody uh, called and anointed. The only one can do communion. Communion. Communion means to commune, means to come together, right? To come together. And Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Well, how often do we come together? And when we come together all the time, we're in communion, are we not? Sure we are. So what we try to do here every Friday is just as a, uh, just to follow, obeying the command. Uh, as, uh, as often as we do this, we do this in remembrance of me. There's nothing special. I'm sorry what the Catholics have taught us. I don't believe this becomes the actual body and blood of Jesus. If it does, I don't know how that happens. But uh, it doesn't take anybody. Uh, I don't have to be uh, have gone to seminary or cemetery or anything like that. You and your wife at any time, folks, any time. You and your husband at any time. You and your husband and your children, your family, can at any time sit around and take communion. In fact, you ought to ask yourself, when is the last time that you did sit around with your family. I'm <laughs> convicting myself now, right? Sitting around with my family, all, ten, all our grandkids and sit around and take communion. We did that. Uh, uh, we did that a couple of weeks ago when we had a had a party. But I would encourage all of you to do that. Do that in your homes, and see what's another one of those things that 
traditions. Remember, Jesus warned us that we teach the commandments and doctrines of men, making the word of none effect, meaning what? Well, you can only do it on church. You can only do it on Sunday. You can only do it when the priest makes it. Right? Y'all with me? Y'all with me? And uh, 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 again, teaching his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. So there's nobody uh, I'd rather take communion with than y'all here. And we can do that wherever we are from coast to coast, sea to shining sea. Joe's clear out there in uh, beautiful, hell-ridden California. And he's going to lead us in communion. And we got people clear out on the far east coast. So uh, this is the body of Christ coming together. So uh, Joe's going to do communion. I'm going to say adios. We're going to jump in the car and go. And we're going to turn it over to Clay and bear with Clay. Hey, folks, let me tell you, one of the hardest things about this job is if you guys don't raise your hand and come in and uh, – contribute to the show man i know clay's gonna be sitting there thinking god what am i gonna do he can't even see his screen maybe so help him out here a little bit all right if you, if you will amen okay joe god bless you brother go ahead and uh, go ahead and lead us in communion thank you coach um let's first do a reading today's reading because you can't see it is from romans uh, 5 14 to 21 Joe, i believe they can see it i just believe you can okay. see it if I, if I well yeah that's why i have my bible okay. in front of me now it's not on the screen anymore you're right okay nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the of offense one of many may be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is, is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one's man offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one's man disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, amen, say, Joe. I, I, amen, Joe. If I can just interrupt here a second, folks. Remember this. Scripture tells us to examine ourselves. And I've just encourage all of you here just as even as joe's reading and praying that you just you know examine yourself and confess to the lord you can't remember every sin you did right you can't say but lord every time i pulled came up short every time i lord so many of them 
just I, I just come to you and ask forgiveness for everything I did that might have offended you this week. Go ahead, Joe. Yes, thank you, Dave. And uh, your little prayer reminded me that sometimes it's the sins of omission that are even harder to ask forgiveness from. But because you might not remember those. But uh, let's say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you with gratitude in our hearts today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we come to you with gratitude that that our hearts are beating and that our lungs are full and that we're able to join together learning about you, sharpening our sword and writing the word upon our hearts and be here together uh, across this great country of ours that's in such challenging situations. We know, Lord, that it's all in your hands, and we know that you, Lord, are being true to your word, and you have not abandoned us, and you are there, and we know that we are to fear not. And so we come to you to remember that you gave your only begotten son that we who believe in him may have everlasting life. And so we come to you and ask you to bless this bread and this drink representing our body, the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that great sacrifice, which made salvation possible and the restoration of all that was lost when the one man, Adam sinned. And so Lord, uh, please forgive, give all our transgressions and be with Coach on his trip. Keep them safe and let people recognize you in us, Jesus, throughout this day and this weekend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. Hey, um, so if we could, if I'm going to First Corinthians uh, eleven twenty three to twenty six, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, "Take, eat." This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup, which he had supped when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of the week and weekend. Amen, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for getting up early, for taking taking the time to do it. 
Appreciate it all. And look, I'm going to, uh, as I said, I'm going to go hop in the car. Right. Hey, Michelle, go, go, I'll get it. I got to grab a jacket. Uh, I'll be listening. I'll be part of it. I may pipe in now and then, but I get, when I, when we hit the road, I have really, really bad coverage. We'll go up and down the hills here and out in Appalachian, Ohio. So uh, Clay, uh, thanks for stepping in for me, brother. And um, I'll be listening and I'll send you, a, uh, I'll give you a grade later on. I'll email you your grade. I expect it to be an A. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good, safe trip. Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, while we just got through this communion, let's go ahead and play this song, and let's just concentrate on that. Jesus said, uh, you are my friend if you do what I say. He said to love others. He said to be servants, and he said to follow him and carry your cross. And uh, let's think about that. We took communion, so now let's think about that. And are we willing to serve and follow Jesus while we listen to this song? Innocent one, the one and the only who deserved love, died betrayed and lonely, washed by your love when we were stained. His name in your blood You bore our shame You took the blame Beautiful Jesus Beautiful King Beautiful Son of God Beautiful everything You held your peace when you were accused Despised and afflicted Stricken and bruised I looked away My eyes could not bear The sight of your face Torn with despair Yes, I was there Beautiful Jesus, for you I sing. Beautiful Prince of Peace, beautiful everything. Beautiful Savior, beautiful King, beautiful Son of God, beautiful everything. Those miserable scourge, those terrible thorns Those raw wounds from life you atone That splintery cross, those horrible nails That cold dark tomb, from it we were born Beautiful Jesus, beautiful King, beautiful Son of God, beautiful everything, beautiful Savior, for you I sing, 
Beautiful Prince of Peace Beautiful everything Beautiful everything Beautiful everything Thank you, producer. Well, uh, what a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Clay. Yeah, hallelujah. That's uh, hallelujah. a friend of mine. I, I became friends with Billy Falcon. That's who that is. Uh, several months ago, and uh, he wrote that song. And he's got a, uh, uh, he's got several albums. And one of his latest records called Never Surrender, that, that song's not on an album yet. That song right there, uh, I told him, uh, I, I hope he puts it on an album because it's one of my favorite ones. But his Never Surrender album, Billy Falcon, Never Surrender, uh, it's one of the best albums I've probably ever heard in my life. Every song on it's good. And uh, on the back of the album, I called uh, Ohio Brett the other day because he's a supporter of uh, Coach Dave and Ohio Brett. And uh, the other day I called Ohio Brett. I said, Brett. I was looking at the back of this Never Surrender album, and on the back of it, it's it's got where it, Billy Falcon thanks people, and and it's got uh and and oh and it said a special thanks to these people in Ohio. Brett was in there right next to John Bon Jovi, <laughs> and I thought that I said I called Brett. I said, "Did you ever think that God would put you connected with all these different people, and that your name would just be on the back of an album cover?" You know. He thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and right next to, you know, somebody else's name. And, and, you know, they're not in Billy Falcon's friends with Bon Jovi. It's interesting that, uh, that somebody that's got the beliefs of, uh, Billy Falcon, uh, and, and, and how he's, uh, a conservative, uh, Christian man and Bon Jovi's politics are on the, uh, uh, the opposite ends of the spectrum in a lot of ways, but they can still write music together and work together. And I, I didn't, I didn't mention that, that he's been doing that for a long time with Bon Jovi. So uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is if you love this podcast and ministry, you might also want to check out Billy Falcon's never surrender podcast. It's on YouTube uh, at Billy Falcon music at Billy Falcon Music on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you might enjoy checking that out because uh, I enjoy doing that myself. Uh, I see Tracy came in here this morning. Tracy, do you have time to come in and just give us a quick update about what's going on with the library? Yes, yes. Um Thanks. I wasn't prepared for that, Clay. But <laughs> but um, I had messaged uh, a few of you this morning uh, talking about a situation that um, our We the People group has been focusing on for the last few months about some of the filth books that are in our libraries. And uh, one in particular was uh, Perfectly Normal. I'm sure some of you have probably heard about that book, but uh, in our library, which I think it's in every library because it's, there's a standard that they use, I guess. And, and uh, for the library, so they're under law to put it in certain sections, but 
it's in the five-year-old section and uh we have been just trying to get it not actually banned for now but just moved to maybe a more appropriate age group or behind the counter and allow parents to um check it out if if they feel that they want their kids looking at that book but um i mean it depicts same sex intercourse um intercourse before marriage um intercourse anytime anywhere with anyone in the five-year-old section so y'all are very um, pushing back about it right 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 and we're pushing back and they um pretty much said that there isn't anything we can do they made the decision to keep the book where it's at and the the last board meeting uh they called the sheriff deputy in for fear of violence oh man now i'm telling you there's 10 to 15 people from our group a lot of them are in the older age group you know and there was never any reason for them to have to have a sheriff's deputy there but i guess that's what they depict they want that out in the public that we're violent people because we want this kind of a book taken away from the the reach of children and then also one of the pastors one of their pastors was called in and stood up for the book although he never read the book or saw the book hmm. he stood up for it so that will be my focus this sunday when i go out and do my honk and wave i will be standing in front of this pastor's church so you could sure so, use some people to come out there with you that that would be some I, help right i sure could but you know what i've got the most important uh spirit with me and that's god jesus and the holy spirit so i'm not alone but uh well, if anybody's just, local if anybody's boom! local let them uh contact tracy like so we can looks like we looks like we've created a monster <laughs> in tracy oh i'm just shaking i just can't believe i just, i mean i can believe it but it's like i would i i am so thrilled that i have the holy spirit in me to be to have the courage and the confidence to stand up uh against tracy, this we, we got tracy we have to get together on that because that's public indecency we need to we need being the pressure on the sheriff for not protecting the children public indecency in ohio amen well thanks for the update tracy and i hope so i hope uh, we're proud of you and you just keep up the good work sister tracy where and when on sunday i'll be there all right betty i'll get with you hon all right well i've got a pretty good show plan for you i think uh do y'all remember the polio vaccines I, that was before my time i was born in 71 and i think it was uh around 1955 when the polio vaccines came out now i'm gonna try to do this the best i can because we're having some technical issues today i'm gonna have to be looking at my ipad while spencer is pulling up uh the num let's see i believe that's number two spencer is the uh, Physicians for Informed consent, consent. It says Physicians for Informed Consent states 
For normal risk children, the polio vaccine is not proven safer than polio infection. Now, if you scroll on down, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but if you scroll on down to where it says uh, about 95% of people who contract polio have no symptoms, asymptomatic, the great majority of polio infections that are fatal or result in permanent paralysis occur in people who have had their tonsils surgically removed, a tonsillectomy, or do not rest after feeling sick. Before the introduction of the polio vaccine in 1955, paralytic poliomyelitis was a disease of low incidence occurring about 1 in 22,000, 1 in 22,000 people, or 0.005% in the United States population. Before the polio vaccine was introduced, about 0.0005%, 1 in 190,000 of children at normal risk contracted polio that was fatal or led to permanent paralysis. And then if you look down on the very next, that next line, it says the polio vaccine does not prevent asymptomatic infection or transmission. Boy, that sounds familiar to uh, what we're dealing with, with the COVID-19. At least in my book, it does. And you know how people were rolling up their sleeves, the uh, Joe Biden and uh, I think Bush and Barack Obama and saying that they were taking the vaccines. Well, guess who else was pushing the vaccines back in around 1955 or so? If you go to, uh, let me see which link it is. Check number three out. Spencer, play that for us. It was 1956, and the nation was in turmoil over another epidemic, polio. A vaccine was just approved, but like now, many were skeptical about getting the shot. So who could convince young Americans it was safe? Elvis Presley. That's right, the king of rock and roll, Elvis himself. He agreed to get the shot backstage at the Ed Sullivan Show. And here's the former health department worker who asked him to do it. Ruth Tabor is now 91 years young. Ruth, did you really just call up Elvis? I really called up Elvis. And boy, did it work. After the Elvis photo op, the rate of teens getting the vaccine went from 0.6% to 80%. Now the question is, could one of today's biggest stars, like let's say Beyonce, getting the COVID vaccine have the same impact? I think every popular singer star will appeal to some segment so you can't lose with no matter who you go for as long as they're a popular icon. Wow. So did you catch that? The teenagers, went. it went from 0.6% of the teenagers, 0.6% of the teenagers were vaccinated before Elvis got his jab. And then after Elvis got his jab, 80% of teens got their, got the vaccine. Now I, I was l- listening to that and I was trying to figure out how that worked. How that, how did that mechanism work? So before Elvis got the shot, 
were were the were the parents trying to get the teens to get the shot and they were refusing or were the parents not pushing for the teens to get the shot and then when the elvis got the shot the parents uh decided oh well if elvis got it we need to get everybody vaccinated or were the or were the teenagers begging for the shot because elvis got vaccinated and they wanted to get vaccinated but the deal is uh that's how much control that stardom and stars have on the population now this woman when i did a little bit of uh, research into it the woman i think her heart was in the right place she believed the polio vaccine was helping people so she called up elvis and petitioned for him to take that jab uh but you see what happens there's people in our government that analyzes these things and they see uh they learn the tricks of the trade even if it's uh was started on a good note they learn the tricks of the trade and they say well if one person can have that much power that's an entertainer then they make a note of that in their book and they say we'll use that again one day against american people we'll use it to our advantage now the polio vaccine from my from my understanding was put out there mainly because people it seemed like the drinking water was the main problem in the united states they had a problem having clean drinking water and instead of taking on this uh massive uh endeavor of trying to clean up everybody's drinking water which was going to take years and years and years and dr paul saying that ddt in the chat paul's dr paul saying ddt had something to do with it but that would have been a, a major undertaking to resolve those problems so it would be easier to hope that this uh vaccine was going to help cure some people and i'm just overwhelmed that it went from 0.6 percent to 80 percent increase just because one entertainer got a shot now while we're on the subject of uh elvis presley today uh everybody knows who's, who's billy graham is uh, and Billy Graham, you know, he served the Lord, served the Lord. He's brought a lot of people to, to Christ. But uh, did you also know that uh, Elvis was a, was a Christian? For the most part, he believed in Christ. He, he had gospel music. And it just goes to show you that normal people can have an effect on millions of people. Uh, and where I want to go with this is, all right, I was born in the deep south, Mobile, Alabama, back in 1971. And Elvis was born in Tupelo, Mississippi, back in 1935. Uh, he had a twin brother, that Jesse Guerin, and he, he died at birth. Uh, his parents were Vernon and Gladys Presley. But Tupelo, Mississippi is a little old small town in Mississippi, and I was born in Mobile, Alabama but a lot of my relatives lived up near the Mississippi line. When I went to church with my, my uh, grandfather Parker in the city, we went to a Baptist church. But when I went to a church with my grandpa Hinton out near the Mississippi line, we went to holiness churches and such like that. Some of them were real old country churches. You could see daylight through the walls, cracks in the floor with dirt, dirt under the cracks and, one or two bulbs lit and they preached hell fire and brimstone a lot of the in those churches people would jump up and down 
and slammed their fist down on the podium, sweating. There was no air conditioning and heat, freezing in the winter. But the point of the matter is, I believe Elvis Presley in Tupelo, Mississippi, probably went around to a lot of those churches and heard that hellfire and brimstone preaching. And he heard that if you sin, you're going to hell and all that. But he was a young man like everybody else. He was uh, drawn to uh, earthly pleasures and and he was tempted. But let's go to this. Uh, Spencer, pull up number four. I think you'll find this interesting. So you know Billy Graham and you know Elvis. Uh, let me see if I can read this on the screen. I want to go through these questions. There you go. I want to go through these questions. And now you, you, let's figure out who said these quotes. First one, I've read the last page of the Bible. It's all going to turn out all right. All right. Well, I've not taken this test yet, so I'm going to choose Billy Graham. All right. So we got that one. Let's go to the next one. I believe in the Bible. I believe that all good things come from God. Now, is that Elvis Presley or Billy Graham? I'm going to say Elvis. All right. The Lord can give and the Lord can take away. I might be herding sheep next year. Elvis or Billy Graham? I'll go with Elvis. All right, I'm doing good. Suppose you could gain everything in the whole world and lost your soul. Was it worth it? I'll go with Billy Graham. All right. Uh, when things go wrong, don't go with them. I don't have a clue. Uh, let's go with Elvis. All right, got that one. You're born, you suffer, you die. Fortunately, there's a loophole. Uh, let's go with Billy Graham. All right, the next one. My home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. Elvis Presley. Let's see. Let's try that one. Nope. Billy Graham. There's only one king, and that's Jesus Christ. Uh, let's say Elvis. All right, got that one. I can tell you that God is alive because I talked to him this morning. Let's let's go with Elvis again. Nope, Billy Graham. Prayer is simply a two-way conversation between you and God. Elvis or Billy Graham? Uh, let's try Billy. All right, we got that one. Now we we could go through all twenty of these, but you, do you see what a, do you see that that both a sinner and what you'd call a saint they both had love for Jesus. And they both had worth and they both had uh, different missions in life. But they they both had a center. And if they'd have both stayed on the right track, uh, some of the things that they said over the course of their lives, you can't tell the difference because and, I, and, and, and the reason why is because you can tell that they both knew they both knew the Lord and loved the Lord. But were they both serving the Lord with their lives? 
what I want to, where I want to take you, I'm going somewhere with this. So where I want to take you this morning is, uh, I'm concerned about our country. I'm concerned about our children. We're losing our children. We're losing our country. And one, and, and it's funny how the Holy Spirit works. You've heard Coach say how the Holy Spirit works. Well, I was watching some things the other day, and about Elvis, and it made me, it, it made me see my own children. It made me see my own country falling apart. And I want to show you just a few videos here. that's short. And I want you to uh, for, first. Well, I don't, I don't have a uh, a video of Elvis Presley when he's a kid. So I found this key, this video that I want to show you. Now you you picture that Elvis Presley may have been something like this little kid, an innocent little beautiful child of God when he was a kid. Let's show Jake Boone. This is Jake Boone. Play that for us, Spencer. Um, eggs. And they eggs and we need um, what Strawberries. And they uh, Milk and cheese. We need milk and our cheese wells. Spaghetti. We need spaghetti wells. Taco stuff. We need taco stuff wells. Mm, bananas. We need bananas wells. More potatoes. We need more potatoes. What? Lettuce yeah. and tomatoes. That we need lettuce and tomatoes. Wells. Yep. I think that's it. No, we it ain't. We got some more. What? More and more. What else? I think we got, I don't know what else you need. What else do you need, Daddy? So far. Now, did that bless you? How can you not, how can that not brighten your morning? Now, that's what we got in a lot of kids when they're little. Can you imagine? That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, let the little one sit in my lap. Now that Elvis was a little like that one time. Billy Graham was a little like that. We all were. And uh and, and it's and it's terrible to see that be corrupted. So now let's go to the next video. Uh this is number six. Uh this is Elvis on Ed Sullivan's show. Uh and Elvis, let me tell you this, he made uh oh, I don't think it was about 20 records between 1955 and 1958 with Sun Records. And he was only 18 years old when he started making those records for Sun. So he's probably only about 21 in this video. Peace in the Valley. Here is Elvis Presley. Peace in the valley for me. 
Now you see Elvis right there. He was still young and, uh, you know, still had probably had a lot of innocence left in him. And, uh, he was being pulled in every different direction. Now think about him being that little kid. And then he gets up to being this uh, 18 year old kid. And then he, uh, goes up into sun studios and then he starts, uh, people start seeing dollar signs and they start saying, well, we can manipulate this guy. We can use this guy. And we can make billions of dollars and they don't care about the soul that's in the guy. They don't care about what's going to happen to him. All they can think is how much money they're going to make. Colonel Tom Parker and RCA records. And they start putting him on stage. And when you look at that, you saw how people dressed in 1956. What, what, I didn't live in that time. Coach was here. Some of y'all others were. I wasn't born in 1971, but I hear that was a pretty good time to be alive in the 1950s. So now fast forward to Elvis's getting uh, manipulated by the people that's making money. And he's young. He's like my teenagers were when they were turning 18. And he's wanting to, uh, he's being tempted and he's going and trying and he's testing stuff. Now, when he's away from his mom and daddy, who is he associating himself with? He used to be probably uh, going to church and having people pray for him when people needed something in the family and bring them some, uh, some dinners when somebody was sick and trying to lead them back on the right path when he was uh, going through something. And now he's out there surrounded by people that are, uh, that are basically worshiping Satan, you know, uh, chasing earthly desires. And there, and, and he doesn't have that surrounding him now, but that was put in his heart when he was a young man. So he still loves Jesus, but he's being pulled towards Satan. So now let's play, uh, in 1973, let's look at how, how Elvis looked in 1973. Now he's quite a bit older. Go get a letter, kid. Just hang on. Treat me. What? Okay, I'll do it. All 429 of them. Notice he's got an American eagle me on like that outfit. Celebrate me, me cool. ever love me. Break my faithful heart. Hand on the ever love me. Does that not look like America in his heyday? If you ever go. Darling, I'll be oh, oh, so lonely. I'll be sad and blue, right over you, dear only. I would That's good, Uh, see, he got an American American Eagle suit on. Now, is that what America needed to become? Babylon? Uh, to me, that looks like Babylon. Why would you need to dress up like that, put on all the 
the uh, uh, sequins and 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 looked like a circus. But Elvis was still in really good shape. Elvis was still a a healthy man. It looked like, and he's getting pulled further and further towards the dark side. Think of that little boy being tainted and led in the wrong direction like that. That young, innocent boy. Now he continues on that path and he doesn't turn, turn away from, from uh, back to the Lord and serving the Lord with his life. He continues on the path of, of uh, trying to be a star and being manipulated by the people who are all about money. And that was in 1973. Do you know that Elvis died in 1977? Did you look how, did you see how, how healthy he looked and how trim and, and uh, taking care of his, his physique and everything that he was in 1973? Well, now this next video, I want to show you, I'm going to let it play out in its entirety. It's uh, hard to watch, but this is Elvis Presley. Uh, less than 60 days before he died. And I want you to see what Satan did to this precious little boy that was, uh, I love God. And uh, he allowed people to manipulate him into this. Now, you look at this as your kid that has grown to this age. And you look at this as America right now. And and notice that his outfit is a, is a, is a, uh, is a a, cal- a a Aztec calendar now. Now he's got Babylon Aztec calendar outfit on. I'm going to let this play and just take it all in and look at the emotions on this fellow's face. I got to do this first. This is a song that I just recorded. and uh, It's an old song called Unchained Melody. I had, to, I had to play the piano, so it'll take just a second. I don't know all the chords, so... If you hear me, you know, get my fingers caught in, in the keys back here, you know, you know what it is. Now, Johnny, you got to make it your mind, son. You got to hold the microphone, put the scarf on, hold the pick, hold the ring, show me the right keys. Got it? <laughs> okay. This song is... Uh, I just recorded it, and it, I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, 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 uh. Is it out? About two weeks. Two weeks to be out? Unchained Melody. From an album called Unchained Melody. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. How you like it so far? <laughs> Still my heart 
It kills me to watch that. It, it really does. It kills me to watch that. Uh, uh, and and when I watched it the other day, I couldn't help but think of our children, my own children, and our country. That's I see our country in the state that Elvis Presley was in right there. And uh, and our and some of our kids, our prodigal, prodigal children uh are falling into those traps we need to do whatever we can see less than 60 days after that video played after he after he played that uh concert he was dead why didn't somebody do something now you can't force somebody to do something but but why didn't somebody do anything now we're all watching some of our own prodigal children fall into those situations and we see the country in the state that Elvis Presley was in. You can watch that in this in and see how bad off he was, but you could see and, and ain't it amazing that the song that he was singing about was about needing love. It's all about love. The song was about needing love. And then he was dead. Do we love our children? And do we love our country and are we, and what are we willing to do to turn it around and fix it and save it before our country's dead? We better get off our butts and, and do what we can to help people. And we need to be servants every day. And I, uh, 
and make the phone calls that's needed and set the examples needed. If we just sit back on our hands, our kids and our grandkids in our country are going to end up like Elvis did. Now, I didn't have time to bring a lot of people in today, but uh, raise your hand if you got something you want to, that's on your heart while we got just a few minutes left. Come on in, Tracy. I just wanted to say what a great show. You have me in tears. Just thanks for that message, Clay. It's it's very, very much needed today. Thank you, sister. Amen. Rochelle. Hey, good morning, team. Um, When you were talking about, you know, taking this young boy through the stages of his life and how many people reached in and and grabbed and stole from his soul. And it brought this um, paragraph um, to mind in Revelation. Um, This is Revelation 18 down in verse um down in verse 11 it's 12 actually it's just talking about and all the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her for no one buys their merchandise anymore merchandise of gold and silver precious stones and furl pearls fine linen and purple silk and scarlet every kind of wood every kind of object of ivory every kind of the most precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, and cinnamon, incense, fragrant oil, incense, on and on and on. And then here we go. Cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, and the bodies and souls of men. So um, this is a real, this is a real problem when people think it's okay to continually strip people of their soul for monetary value. And what ends up happening, um, especially to the most talented, we see it every day. We see it in, in, in who we put up on a pedestal nowadays. Um, it's it's almost a dance of destruction. That's right. Well, let me uh, give you a couple of yeah, verses here. Amen. Um, it's all about the spirit. It's all it's about saving your spirit. It's about protecting your spirit. And here's Romans eight sixteen says the spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. And now let's go to Romans 8, 6. Mine says, for the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Let's go to one more. Ecclesiastes 12.7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. It's all about returning your spirit to God. You need to protect your spirit. We need to protect the spirits of our children. Let's not focus on earthly pleasures and earthly worries. Let's worry about the kingdom and what we can do to fellowship with one another and and make things better. And let's, let's go out with a great attitude today and be the light to the world.
like I sing to my little grandson. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hey, Coach, what can you finish this off with today? Can you hear Coach? I don't think he's got a good connection, so. I think he's frozen. All right. Well, I hope you, we hope you have safe travels, Coach, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow.